juggling I can still do. I used to be able to juggle with multiple people that I, I would love to be able to do again with like clubs and things like that and ring. Wait, did you juggle multiple people or you juggled? We juggled, pe- <laughs> please, I hope that that would be amazing. <laughs> Uncaged Wisdom, Cheetah Digital's podcast for modern marketing. Hello again, and welcome back to another episode of Uncaged Wisdom, the podcast for modern marketers. I'm Julian Bracey Davis. And I'm Kila Sigmeyer. On this special episode of Uncaged Wisdom, we're like the cat that got the cream and is now thinking about the best place to do its business. You could say we're looking for the pick of the litter. Carrying on with my feline idioms, the cat has certainly not got the tongue of today's guest. Here to talk to us about some of the unique characteristics of being a digital marketer for a subscription-based retailer, please welcome Matthew Seifert, Senior Director of Retention and Monetization at Pretty Litter. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So Matt, we like to do a little icebreaker. If you could audition for a talent show, which talent would you be? Or would you, I guess not would you be, would you audition with? Oh, so I grew up in a circus, so I can juggle, ride a unicycle, um, you know, I can kind of do a lot of circus tricks. So um, yeah, that's probably what I would would do. How did I not know this about you? (laughs) As in, you actually were performing a little bit in the circus. We were performing, it was more of a, you know, local establishment. We weren't talking, the the large ones, it was just the local establishment and we would go around and entertain for community centers, schools, things like that. So yeah, I learned how to juggle, ride unicycles, sing, all that stuff. Out of all the skills you learned growing up, what's the one that, um, even if you can't do it today, what was the one that you sort of enjoyed doing? Uh, juggling I can still do. I used to be able to juggle with multiple people that I, I would love to be able to do again with like clubs and things like that and rings. But yeah, maybe I'll get back into it now. Wait, did you juggle multiple people or you juggled? Like- we juggle pe- <laughs> Please, I hope that that would be amazing. No, I would juggle like clubs and rings with the person across from me and things like that. Yeah, it makes way more sense. Please, I would love people to think that I could juggle people. We're going to run with that. I I control the edit. So you're (laughs) Matthew Seifert, the people juggler. To kick us off, could you tell us, uh, I guess, a little bit about your journey post-circus into your current career and some of the highlights along the way? Because you've got some brilliant um, experience with people like Evite and Experian, and obviously where you ended up with Pretty Litter today in your current role. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually spent the first half of my digital marketing career uh, on the ESP side, so email service provider, obviously, uh, where I spent a couple of years at Cheetah, um, just where I met a lot of amazing people uh, early in my career. And then I switched over, I did a little work on the agency side, um, and then I was introduced to Evite, where I spent uh, about five years running acquisition and also retention marketing. So both sides of of the coin from the marketing perspective. Um, And then after that, I was uh, brought over to Pretty Litter, um, where, as you mentioned, I head up uh, retention and monetization. So I'm fully responsible for the customer and the actual growth of the customer itself. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's been a great ride. Working for Evite to, uh, to Pretty Litter, very different products, different offerings. What, what caught your, your attention? 
as many of us, I'm an animal lover at heart. Uh, it was just, it was such an interesting, fascinating product to me. I mean, Evite, I was, was a, a wonderful brand. Um, I, I had a great time at Evite. Um, I was just really excited to work on a, a, a traditional tangible product. Um, and it's especially being D2C and subscription. It's something that was really, really interesting to me. Um, but the product itself uh, was fascinating. And I, I thought it was just doing some wonderful things for um, pet parents out there. And I, I really wanted to be a part of it. Really, just to, again, to, to give us, help guide out the rest of our conversation, could you tell us a little bit about some of the, the challenges or the unique nature of um, the sub- subscription model and keeping people with you when it comes to a very specific product such as mm-hmm. cat, cat litter? Overall, just from a subscription perspective, I mean, obviously we, we want people to stay with us as long as possible. I mean, we want, want them to be part of the Pretty Litter family um, for forever. Uh, so when we do have new customers coming in, it's really important for us to um, obviously retain them and make sure that they're getting the, you know, the product they're expecting, um, getting the service level that they're expecting and that they, they just, they just love being with us from a, um, a product perspective. Uh, overall, I mean, it's, you know, we're always focused on retention on our side because, you know, as, as, you know, the first month is really the biggest, um, the biggest, uh, hurdle for any subscription company is that a lot of people are looking to try out a product. So they may see us on Instagram or Facebook or the TV commercial or something and say, Oh, that looks really interesting. So again, this is not just for pretty Litter. I think for in general subscription products, people just really want to try it out and see what it's all about. Um, so it, our, my responsibility is really to, once we get them in from top of the funnel, I want to make sure that the customers have the, the best experience possible. We're setting uh, and exceeding their expectations. So they do stay past that, that first month. And that obviously is, brings on challenges within itself uh, in terms of, of uh, the expectation communication. Um, our, our product is you know, a, a health monitoring um, cat litter for those who, who aren't familiar with it um, that, you know, we deliver obviously door to door, you know, um, uh, to your door. And it, what's really important is there's an education piece behind it. So while we're thinking standard uh, subscription, we want them, you know, to stay month after month after month. I have to make sure that the education is there up front, that they understand what they need to be doing with the litter, the depth of the litter, when they need to change it, like what do the colors mean? Things like that are really, really important as as we're building this relationship. So again, all subscriptions have this challenge. I think we have a, a unique set because we have to, there's an education piece of it up front. They've gone from seeing an ad to actually filling out the subs- the form to get that first month, whatever it is. And then mm. it's, it's showtime for you to make sure that that person, once they've got their first order in long-term, they will remain with you. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, my role is once they come through uh, and convert, uh, my goal is to keep them as, as long as possible. So we're very heavily focused on LTV. So the lifetime value of a customer, um, we want to make sure that, you know, they, they're, they're not only happy, but they're also staying with us and they're engaged and, you know, they're getting what, what they're looking for and the products performing the way it's supposed to be performing. With 2020, we have a ton of people at home. Everyone is expecting everything delivered these days. So there's a lot more time to be considering their cat's health and also they're just looking for convenience. Is there anything that 2020 has done to impact your business significantly or shown interesting customer habits um, that you've noticed? I I mean, to be honest, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, that's really what we were seeing is really around convenience delivery, um, something that uh, pet parents didn't have to worry about. They knew that they were going to get their litter 
um, that helps monitor their cat's health uh, delivered to their door each month. Um, so they were able to have uh, some sort of peace of mind that each month they don't really have to worry about it. It's lightweight. It comes to their door. They, they don't have to think about it. Um, so that was actually really important. So the convenience factor and the delivery factor we, we saw, and that was really, you know, obviously a positive impact from a business perspective for us. So how are you guys looking at the member list and your churn rates? How are you doing the analysis there? So we focus heavily on, um, we also, look at, as I mentioned, we look at LTV, so lifetime value of a customer. So that's that's one of our, our, our main focuses. So when the customer comes through, um, we know that, you know, a heavy churn point for, for many subscriptions is really around month one. And then after that, um, you know, from month two on, um, the churn rate obviously starts to drop because you have the people in month one who may have been trying it out. It was the first time they may have been recommended by a friend. Um, so they just wanted to see what, it, what, what the product was about and how it worked. Um, so we focus heavily, I focus heavily on the first 30 days. So I, while I do look long-term, my immediate need um, when I started building out the program from a, a customer lifecycle perspective, I made sure that I focused heavily on the critical first 30 days for our customers to make sure that um, we put them in the, the right position to be able to continue their subscription. The first 30 days as a pretty little customer, what what does that look like? Um, what would you share with us for your thinking around those 30 days? So what we did um, in the past year, so we focused heavily on looking at reasons for churn. So why are people actually leaving? Um, what are, what, you know, what are our top, top reasons that people are giving us? So maybe trying it out and then they decided they're just like, oh, you know, it's, it wasn't working for me. So as I continued to dig deeper, I realized that, you know, there's, there's more to, to just that surface statement of that's oh, just not working. It comes down to um, the education around it. So what I built was from an email and an SMS perspective as I built two flows that basically went out to these customers from the minute that they converted through the first 30 days. So I looked at um, our traditional onboarding through email. So you got your order confirmation. And then right around the time that you received your product or the first time that you received your, your litter, um, there was an education piece that lets you know the top tips, like the, de the depth needs to be two inches, keep it in a low humidity area, make sure that you stir it because um, it's a non-clumping litter, um, things like that, that may not be um, traditionally second nature to our customers because they're used to clay clumping litter. Um, from a SMS, which we'll probably talk about in a little bit, is that SMS um, was was a, a really power, powerful channel for us, um, which we introduced within the past year also, um, that we were able to start doing more of a true onboarding strategy through that. So you had your order confirmation, and then you have the ability to... Um, in more real time, we were able to sync up with our um, shipping company. So I knew when it was delivered, I could trigger an SMS to make sure that you have all the tools that you need because I know that it's it's at your door right now. So you're ready to set it up. Here are some keywords that you can, you can text us and we can get you the color chart, give you your top five questions. We're able to get you a rep if you have things. So I, I just worked on building these, more or less building blocks to um, a successful um, use of the, the product for the first time. Yeah. So you, it's, it's going back to that, the word you use of education through this journey, you've taken them, I guess the opening gambit would be, you know, welcome to the program. Here's what to expect. The first week or two is actually just in you know, reinforcing how the product should be successfully used so that they feel comfortable with it because yeah, I'm sure that's often what people 
get, can be put off with quickly as they feel like they don't understand something or it's not working. And then towards the end of end of the month, it's making sure that I guess it, they've got the, the right amount or they can get ahead of that. Uh, is, is, is that a fair sort of summary of those 30 days in terms of like content pieces? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, the, the last one that you, you mentioned was actually pretty important for us is that we introduced um, through text, so SMS, and also through our email program that you could actually ship early. So you're able to ship early through either keywords if you're part of our SMS program, or you could um, just click through the email and actually pull up your order earlier. So we obviously want to make sure that you always have um, the fresh, you know, the, the freshest litter possible. Um, and also we have allowed you to, again, through keywords and through email to be able to update your frequency. So right now it is um, every month that you could get your litter. But if you choose that, you're like, you know, I actually would like to be changing it every three, three and a half weeks, we could change that for you. So now we can put you on a different cadence. So again, as we're learning about the customers and their behavior, we are leveraging this data and really understanding that, okay, you know, they're not one size fits all in terms of the size of the cat, the litter box, things like that and behavior. So we want to make sure that we are giving our customers all of the tools possible within those first 30 days to cater the product and the cadence and the shipment to their, their lifestyle and their, their cat's lifestyle. Those education points in those first 30 days, they are, they are sort of moments you've identified as key points of we should do this then. Correct. Yeah. Data is our best friend as all marketers. Uh, so we make very data driven decisions um, in everything that we do. So as I was researching prior to launching the entire program, I was looking through, again, the first 30 days, reasons why people join us, reasons why people churn, why their you know, customer support also rolls up into my world. So why are people calling us or chatting with us or sending us something through SMS? What are they talking about? So I identified six um, basically impact points of where I could help the customers um, either answer the questions or uh, anticipate what they're going to say. So based on all the learnings that we had, I looked at, okay, after immediately at purchase. So once you make that purchase, you're at, you're now become post-purchase. We have a confirmation page. Let's educate the customer on the confirmation page to say, this is what you're going to expect and literally lay it out for them to understand what the messages are going to be, what they need to do to prepare for the litter. Um, and then moving into um, leveraging our order confirmations, our shipping confirmations, our delivery confirmations for those education and impact points that we realized that you know, it is great to be notified that, you know, hey, your shipment's on its way. Here's your, you know, your your uh, URL to be able to track it. Um, what's more impactful is adding that and then saying, hey, text status at any time to track your shipment anytime you need to. Um, or if you want to know uh, when it's delivered, we now say text colors to get our handy uh, color chart that you can keep on your your um your, your, your phone, which is actually one of our top keywords that's, that's texted to us because people want that because they need to understand what the colors mean uh, within the letter. Did you, because as you said, data is at the heart of everything and like all three of us on this call, we love it when we find out something that oh, actually surprises you, but there's anything that, that you learned and that you could share that surprised you about those first 30 days? Um, I would say two things. So the first, yes, the first that you mentioned actually was really impactful from from our our, our our viewpoint was being able to allow the customer to have control of when they can ship. So do you want to ship early? Do you want to push your shipment? Um, just giving them a little more control helps in the subscription world because you know we want to obviously make sure that um, it is really helpful and it's on their schedule. Uh, the other piece was around um, what I learned from the data perspective is I always say that you know, the reason people um, 
join isn't the reason that they cancel. So uh, someone who joins um, because they're trying, they might come back and they might decide to cancel and they're just like, yeah, I was just trying it out. And I'm like, that's actually not the, that's the reason you joined. That's actually not the reason you canceled. The reason you canceled. And as we dug deeper, we realized, oh, that's where a lot of the education came from. We said, oh, this actually is not, um, you're canceling because uh, you're, you, you don't have enough depth or you, you need to stir more frequently or it's in a, a high humidity area. And we could easily help that by educating and giving you the, the tools that you need to be successful. So that was actually a huge uh, light bulb moment for us that we realized we're like, oh, this is actually, this is great. So obviously people all try it. And I've, I've done it as a consumer too. And I realized that was the behavior I had is that I would say I was just trying it out. And I'm like, that's not really the real reason I'm canceling. The reason I'm canceling is because of XYZ. So you've talked a lot about those different moments that you've identified in the customer life cycle, specifically in that first month. And you've also been mentioning a lot about email and SMS. How important has it been and also, how are you identifying moments where you should be using email versus SMS versus, you know, other channels and where you're talking to your consumers? So when I launched both the programs, so we launched email, obviously, years ago, uh, but we launched SMS um, back in 2019. So um, SMS has been really impactful for us when it comes to keywords and, edit, you know, changing shipment or being able to get to a rep as soon as possible. Um, email obviously has has been extremely helpful for us too with order confirmations and um, just ongoing communications, things that we can't uh, express simply through text. So when we launched the SMS program, we actually launched them in parallel to email. So people were actually getting both at the same time because we wanted to see what the impact for SMS was. Um, so we realized that as, as time was going on, we're like, oh, customers are really starting to adopt SMS within this, within, within our program. Um, so we started going a little more heavy on more of the real time. So um, their delivery confirmations actually really uh, through SMS, um, you know, their uh, shipping earlies through SMS, things like that. We realized anything we can use keywords and they can make really split second decisions were, was hugely impactful for us. Um, and uh, SMS overall was was new to us. We just from a company perspective, it was very new to us. Um, from me personally, as a marketer, it was one of the only channels I've never worked in. So um, I, we we dipped our toe um, very uh, cautiously when we actually started with it because you know every company is different, every organization is different, every product is different. So it may work for many, it may work for not. You know, it, it's just it's it, it depends on how it's used. So when we actually launched. SMS, we actually launched it in the customer support world first. So we wanted to see, are the customers going to engage with this? Are they going to contact us? Are they going to actually even like this channel? And uh, we tested it for about three or four months. And as time went on, we realized that it was actually starting to surpass our other standard channels and even some of our live channels like chat, because people love the convenience of being able to just talk with us through SMS. So then we started to slowly roll out SMS um, through uh, through the communication strategy. So through the first 30 days, and I slowly like just almost dripped it out um, over six to nine months um, until we got to the point that we are right now with the current 30-day life cycle that we have. What degree do personalization tactics play a part in all of this? Like, How are you understanding the owner, their pet, and understanding that common data layer amongst them? That is more of a 2021 focus. Uh, we did do some of it in 2020. A lot of it was really just getting the communication set up. Although we do use, we do collect cat name, breed, and a 
adoption date um, or birth date at checkout. Right now it's optional. Um, we're looking to expand on that. Um, we do currently through email use cat names. So we address the um, the customer by the cat's name. So as opposed to um, the actual the actual pet parent, um, which is always fun. You can have a lot of fun with that in terms of just, you know, being really, um, you know, really cute with just headlines and subject lines and things like that. Uh, the other personalization we use is really just around the, the product um, and what they're what they're ordering. So a lot of the SMS that we're doing and the email we're doing is really just catered to the products that they have. So it's just really around targeting. Um, but our focus for 2021 is really building out that that cat profile, if you will. So when they come through, um, they are giving us more information about the cat, maybe their litter box. Uh, so we can understand like where the litter box is, the size of the litter box. Um, you know, do they have additional cats? Even if they're buying maybe just one bag to try out, like I would love to allow our customers to be able to give additional cat information if they have more than one cat. Because right now it's set up that you can only identify one cat. Um, so this would be a great opportunity to be able to understand the whole family. Uh, and obviously that that gives us a wealth of information from a first party data perspective that we can now, um, you know, help them get into the, right amount of bags, the right amount of time. Um, so we, again, can help them make those smart decisions um, as as they they go on their journey with Pretty Litter. On, on that, actually, so, you know, this is just my classic. Everything, anytime I get here a bit of preference data or learning more about um, a user, I'll chuck in cheater experiences just for the hell of it. This isn't a cheater plug right now. We'll do that in a minute. But on that subject of trying to understand broader preferences of your user, great point you already made about cat cat name breed as optional pieces on checkout have you started thinking about and this could be beyond the 30 days how you would start getting that data in how do you start gathering that information and and actually keep it updated as well because you know everyone's changing people get more cats yeah no absolutely absolutely yeah i mean panels are expanding things like that so yeah that's that's actually a great question We've looked at, um, we'll most likely turn it into, we have a portal. So we do have a customer portal on our site. So we're going to leverage that. We're actually working on um, revamping that. We're going to allow more cat information being provided there. So email is obviously going to be a really heavily used channel to be able to get people back to um, provide additional information. If they actually, um, they started with one cat and now six months later, they actually, they adopted or rescued a a second cat. We would love to know that information. Um, We would love for them to provide it. So we can send them obviously birthday or anniversary or adoption anniversary types of emails and communications. Uh, And again, making sure that they're in the, the, the right volume of, of bags um, from us. So we would definitely use that. We probably, do, from forms, we've talked about using it through SMS. Like maybe there's some keywords that we can just have them text, um, some voting uh, scales, do things like that, like a one to five. Uh, you know, one of the things that we've done and, and Cheetah's done beautifully with us is helping us connect all the dots. So we house uh, a lot of our, our, our customer data with Cheetah. Um, and Cheetah works uh, wonderfully with our, um, our acquisition email acquisition tool, and then also our SMS partner. So Cheetah, I'm, I'm going to be leveraging Cheetah for a lot of that data because they they more or less mirror the internal database that we have because I want to make sure that we can build really, really smart, savvy marketing campaigns that go out the door. That allows you to have the marketing arm to action this information. So to say it, it mirrors the, the data that you've got and basically you can take that information, work out what you might need to do in terms of a segmentation or an audience um, or different types of content. And that cheetah then through messaging uh, then allows you to, to act on that. That's correct. 
the portal itself, when people do update it, how does that get flagged on your side? Because that's one of the challenges I think we we face, uh, what everyone faces, old school preference centres, which this doesn't sound like. This sounds like something a bit different, but it's all well and good having one. And if you're successful at managing to drive people to update it, great. But then does it even do anything? So we're going to be basically revamping it completely. So, and how is it going to be used? Like, obviously our goal, like many marketers, is we want it to be a destination. Um, so we do have like our blog, we have our, our site itself, but we're trying to tie everything in together. So we get them in into this portal as frequently as possible, you know, with referral referrals that we have, we have a referral program, things like that. Um, so one of the things that we've really been thinking about again is the data and how it gets, you know, gets to all of the the, the proper partners that we need to. So um, it will obviously write immediately to our, our Southern database. Um, everything we go through with um, Cheetah uh, that's posted in pretty much real time, if not real time, it's at least the max it's daily, we would do the same thing. So if um, if I found out that Kayla has updated and she now has uh, two more cats. This is the age of them. This is their breeds. Um, this is what litter box stole, all that stuff. We'd most likely do it in uh, real time or near real time. And we'd probably just do it through APIs into Cheetah. On a messaging front, we've talked about the welcome journey. Are there any other uh, sort of email journeys, messaging journeys, which could be email or text or whatever, where you outreach to people, um, post post the welcome piece? Uh, you know, is there is there do they get that shifted into a consumer journey? You know, every a check in every few months. Yeah, absolutely. So still me. So uh, I, I I'm very lucky. I get to own all of uh, email, uh, so I, I am able to see end to end. So after the 30 days, once that happens, um, they are put into from an email perspective. We have more of a like cross sell upsell journey. So it then we talk about we do have food. So we talk about food. Um, we do have multi month. So you're able to move from you know if you're a one cat household that right now you're getting it monthly, but you'd like to. Um, maybe save a little and get it every three months. Um, you can also do that. So we educate our customers around that and we give them a, you know, a discount to be able to um, move into that multi-month. Uh, we talk a lot about um, each month uh, shipping early. So if they haven't shipped early before, do you want to ship early? Um, we have, uh, basically it's all dynamic content through email. So if you've shipped early, but haven't updated your subscription, you actually get a way different message and you're on a different journey that way. So every month we're like, Hey, you know, you've shipped early in the past. Do you want to update your frequency? We're noticing that obviously it's, it's a lot more eloquent than what I'm, I'm going to say it, but it's more like, you know, we've noticed the past couple of months you've been shipping early, but you haven't updated your frequency. Would you like to do so now? We just feel that we recommend you, um, going to, you know, three weeks instead of four weeks. Uh, and then, you know, we have our standard uh, monthly newsletters we do that basically talks about the referral program and um, anything that's happening within the, the cat community, um, videos that we're doing, things like that, um, any partnerships we have. Uh, and then we also have our weekly blog. So, which is, is extremely um, engaging for our customers in terms of opening click rate. Uh, because as, as someone who's also a pet owner, um, anything about the pet uh, in, in the pet world, I, I read, I read anything that comes through to me. So we've been very um, lucky with our audience, um, whether it is on the prospect side that hasn't converted um, from an email perspective or from a customer side, they're all very engaged. And we want to make sure that we're giving them really, really rich content um, that they can, they can take away and share. Again, even as a prospect, if you're, if you haven't converted in three, four months, like that's okay with us. As long as you're on the list and you're still engaging, we're happy to provide you with this free content. Matt, on the end of that, I just was interested, 2021, we've already talked about your plans. And you've mentioned already a little bit of the approach you take to cross-sell and upsell. Is there anything else that 
pretty litter will be going after longer term. I mean, is there an interest in like perhaps other things that you could bundle up with the cat offering? So we do have the food. Um, so we, we do do some bundling around in terms of like, we let people know that they could yeah, obviously have food shipped to them on a monthly basis, also with their litter. Um, we do offer toys. Uh, so this is also where the portal is going to come in um, to play in 2021 is allowing uh, our customers to be able to easily add things to their orders and future orders, future um, shipments that they're going to be getting. Um, so we just started, we're testing out doing some uh, customer offers. So that's something that's relatively new for us because as a subscription business, we, um, you know, once they join, uh, we obviously communicate with them, but, you know, there's nothing else that we've, we've really provided in terms of, aside from upsell, cross-sell, um, I would, you know, I was really thinking of creative ways to say, okay, what can we we'd love to give you a discount. Like, thank you for being a loyal customer. Like what can we provide? So we're testing and we did this back around black Friday. We did this actually also in January was testing like a 25% discount off of all toys. So thanks again for being a loyal customer. Um, here's 25% all toys. And we just built a custom uh, widget within the portal that it was an easy pass through, um, but they didn't have to log in. They literally just click through, they can edit and then they could just leave. So um, that was relatively successful. And that's what we have been hearing from our customers is they would just love more, um, you know, offers, discounts. Toys is really big, to be honest with you, especially from from a pet perspective, um, whether or not you're a parent of a dog or a cat. Um, you know, toys are really fun and engaging for cats. Um, from an exercise perspective, same thing with dogs. Uh, so I, I, I love that we can do that. And we have we have a handful of toys that we can, no pun intended, play with uh, for, for these types of offers. Um, so this is kind of what we're starting to dabble in from from a customer perspective because I always want to offer them them more. I'm just I'm I'm eternally grateful um, for for them as they convert, and I want to obviously provide a an elevated level of service and and provide them um, the, the the best benefit possible. May I suggest a range of circus based toys combining <laughs> your past and your present. So I don't know if it's like mini mini juggling balls or like a hoop, a fiery hoop that you could dangle and they jump through or a cat unicycle, uh, <laughs> you know, the mind boggles. All right, so we like to wrap up with one question. Um, what is one piece of wisdom? Doesn't have to be related to this conversation, but just one piece of wisdom that you have that you would like to pass on to our audience? I would say, especially taking the SMS journey is just taking some level of risk um, when it comes to communication and multi-channel. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I, I was lucky enough um, to be given the opportunity to try a, a different channel and to incorporate it into our current email program. And while um, we were trying to figure out where it fit, um, and as I mentioned, we kind of, we just dip, dipped our toe in the water. It's just really, really important to take those risks um, to see what's going to, to benefit. And, you know, in, in our case, it really did benefit not only from a, um, a communication perspective with customer support, but it also helped uh, give a line of um, access to the customer to be able to access their account and their information really at, at the, the touch of a button. So that was, that was really, really important for us. And that's something that I learned last year is that, um, I'm, I'm so glad that we took, we, we took it. I mean, we took it in stride. Um, so that was just really, really important for us. Love it. Matt, thank you very much for, for chatting to us today. We hope you enjoyed it. I did. Thank you for having me.
Subscribe to Uncaged Wisdom for the latest and greatest in digital marketing insights and how they're solving problems with software and strategies. 